Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, hardworking female protagonists, slacker authors, deadbeat dads, the wish for something better, and manga news. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. Listener and viewer discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 533. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zen, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? And more importantly, happy Halloween! Yes, it is Halloween. It is that wonderful time when we dress up as scary things and get candy for free or something like that. If you're celebrating, hope you enjoy and hope you're excited. And if you're not, well, we're going to get to it. So with that in mind, let's actually get to the episode at hand. Uh, but remember, uh, you can check out any of our other episodes at www.spirekin.com or on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you find us one way or the other. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, remember to like, hit that subscribe button, and click on that bell for notifications when we get new episodes out. And with that in mind, let's get to the episode at hand, because if you remember from that last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a kind of cool manga, a unique manga, a very different manga, one that is pretty, well, let's get to it. It is one which was written by Mika Yamamori and published by Shuisha, but not brought by Viz Media, released in the U.S. by Yen Press. This was originally released in Margaret Magazine. Its original run was 2015 to 2019. There are 14 volumes. It is a complete series, meaning all 14 were released. And we're currently at volume 3, I think, of the series in the U.S. We're going to get the rest from soon. It is a shoujo series that is a rom-com and a drama series. And the title for this is Tsubakicho Lonely Planet. And this is a very unique and weird story about a young girl who has pretty bad luck. And what are we talking about by pretty bad luck? Well, her she is a second year high school student whose dad is a bit of a deadbeat, but she works hard to make sure that they're good. She works hard to save money and scrimp, and things are going to be great for her. She's saving her money so she can afford to buy a Dyson vacuum cleaner for her family to keep their house warm. Unfortunately, there's one tiny little problem well keep that house clean not warm but you know what i mean she's struggling to make her family right and her dad comes home and says yeah listen there's a slight problem i owe the mob a ton of money so what's going to happen is that i'm going to go on a fishing boat and we're losing the house sorry about that kid and fumi is pretty stuck in this situation her dad owes about the math was right about six million yen which is an absurd amount of money so she's trying to figure out what she can do and a friend of her father's able to get her a job pretty fast where she can get somewhere to stay and live and that is being the housekeeper for a reclusive author named akatsuki kibikino who is very popular and so she's going to be his living housemaid and she loves it because of the fact that with her mindset This is closer to her school, so she's going to save on transportation costs. She's going to save on a bunch of other money, and she's not going to have to pay rent because she's living in the place that she works at. So she's calculating everything to every minute detail. So she's like, okay, I don't have to worry about rent, so rent is going to save me uh, 4,000 yen a day. I don't have to travel for 20 days a week, so that saves me 96,000 yen. That means I have 5,904 thousand yen i have to make up for the rest of the year in order to make the money to pay off the loan sharks and life is going to be good and that's her plan and she's good at doing domestic service work she knows how to clean she knows how to cook and she's happy about this and she ends up going to this place in uh 
Subaki Cho, which is the resident of the home neighborhood of uh, Kibikino Sensei. And when she ends up going there, turns out that Kibino Sensei is dead. Well, actually, there's a dead body in front of the house, and she freaks out, and it turns out, no, the guy's just unconscious. And turns out this slacker that she thought was a dead body is actually Akatsuki uh, Kibikino, or Kibikino Sensei. And she's like, wait, so I'm the new housekeeper. And he's like, oh, it's just a dumb girl. Yeah, you live in the little closet over there and just do something, you're doing whatever. And this rough beginning begins to make her think that maybe she chose poorly because also the other thing is she thought that Kibikino Sensei is going to be this old man. It's this young guy who's kind of just weird and bizarre. And she says, you know what, I'll try to make things work. I'll make things great. I'm going to think positively. I'm going to show that I'm a great worker. He doesn't notice. He's too busy in his room writing, 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 writing. Doesn't care about the effort she puts in and is a little confused by why a young girl is doing this, you know, because she's got things to do. But he's very rude and brisk to her. Eventually, he ends up discovering that she has nowhere else to go. This is the only job she can get. And he ends up lighting up and lightening up on her and letting her move in and actually gets her a better room. And she ends up getting a home with this very bizarre writer. And it starts leading up this whole thing about what is going on with them where you have... Her trying to understand her employer who's very difficult, and then the understander who's under un sorry, the ununderstandable hikimori writer who wants to just write and not deal with this, and he has this girl who's tr- bringing him slowly out of his shells. There's a bunch of other characters that we have include introduced in the series. We have one character who has a grudge against Fumi because Fumi beat him in a contest five years ago for rice. For him, the whole reason why he hates her is that he's been the champ for three years running, and this was going to be his fourth year, and she took it from him. For her, the reason why she won that contest was they were giving away five pounds of rice, and they needed that money to eat, so she won the contest to get food. She didn't even care about the contest, so this drives this guy nuts and leads to Kibikino Sensei ending up having to protect and, well, support Fumi in this time of need. There's a couple other characters, including one character who is someone who has a crush on uh, Kibikino Sensei, and she doesn't like Fumi, but there's this whole thing that they are the same friends, this whole thing going on. I don't want to spoil too much about this series, but it is one which is slightly heartfelt and slightly unique in the concept itself. Uh, Let's get into some of the artwork. So the artwork itself is... It's shoujo-y. It really is shoujo-y. It's been done before. It's that very simplistic style that is done where it is flowery and cute and everyone has big eyes and looks like they're covered in makeup and everyone is handsome. There's no ugly characters. Even the characters who are bullies are not ugly. You have a few moments of chibi form, but overall the story is... I hate to say it, it's been done before. It's been done a couple of times before. It's been done in some unique ways. A good example of this would be uh, My Neighbor is a Cat, where you have the the writer who's the mystery writer who's obsessed with his cat. That writer is written a little bit better than Akasuchi Sensei. Then we have the, the curmudgeonly old man and the young girl trope, where the young girl is bringing the old man out of his comfort zone. We've talked about this before several times on this podcast with tons of characters and unfortunately this one just didn't hit the mark that well 
I know I'm kind of stumbling, but it's just because this one I really wanted to like. And honestly, it's been done. It has been done, and there are so many better series than this. I gave this to Greta to read, and Greta was like, it's okay. Like, just, it's okay. It's not amazing. It's not great. It's okay. And that's the thing is, it does set up a little bit more going on. The fact that her dad in the next volume turns out he jumped off ship and he's not just being a lazy bum. So she's making money by herself. This second year high school student, meaning she's like 15 years old, having to earn 6 million yen because her dad's too lazy to work. He's kind of abhorrent, but he's not horrible. He's just a lazy bum and you feel bad about her, but I would like more to go on. And this is one of those series that was bi-weekly and is popular, but... I don't know. I just... Something about it didn't sit right with me. And it is a it is a beautiful cover. It's got a beautiful story in general. Like, the basic concept is great, but it's been done before. Maybe if I'd never read any of the other shoujo series like this, I would appreciate this more. But unfortunately, for that reason, I'm going to have to give this our middle-of-the-ground rating. Because it's not bad. It's a good story, and Fumi's a great character. And I like the fact that she has her priorities in order. She's a little bit of a, we have to save money, but it works. But for that reason, I have to give this our middle of the ground rating of a gift from your crazy Aunt Muriel. It's okay, but in the end, it is forgettable. I will forget this next week most likely because it is that repetitive, that reused, and that... It's just, yeah, it's repetitive, unfortunately. Now, if you've read... uh. Subaki Cho, Lonely Planet, and you thought it was better than this, let me know. Email me at zanspirekin.com, tweet me at Spirekin, let me know your thoughts on this story itself. And, well, with that in mind, let's actually get to the manga releases of the week, because we got, actually, for the last two weeks, because I skipped the week, let's talk about the manga that was released this week, because we got a lot. And starting off from this week, from last week, we had Aphoretta from Commonplace to World's Strongest, the light novel, volume 13, which I believe is the last volume for the secondary spinoff stuff, so... We'll see how Aphoretta's story ends finally. Next, we had Aphoretta from Commonplace to World's Strongest, Volume 11. Free Life Fantasy Online, Immortal Princess, The Light Novel, Volume 4. Full Metal Alchemist, the 20th anniversary book. This is the 20th anniversary novel for um, Full Metal Alchemist, and it covers a ton of information from the series. So, this is definitely worth getting if you enjoy the series. Next, we had Go Go Loser Ranger, Volume 7, and apparently the anime is finally being released for this series. I'm in Love with the Villainous, Volume 5. Kimino Jihen, Volume 8. LDK, 21 to 28, The Omnibus. A new Junji Ito with Mimi's Tales of Terror. My Hero Academia, the official easy illustration guide where they actually have all the characters drawn in unique illustrations. My lovey-dovey wife is a Stone Cold Killer, Volume 5. Nina the Starry Bride, Volume 1. Other Side Picnic, Volume 7. Parallel Paradise, Volume 15. Plus Sized Elf, Volume 3, the re-release with a new cover. Rent a Girlfriend, Volume 21. Seraph of the End, Gurin Ichinose, Catastrophe at 16, the manga, Volume 2. Skeleton Knight in Another World, Volume 11. Skip and Loafer, Volume 8. Something's Wrong with Us, Volume 17. Soul Eater, The Perfect Edition, Volume 12. This is the hardcover edition, not the softcover. 
the Promised Neverland complete box set with the additional volume, which is the light novel story as well. So this is a pretty awesome get if you like box sets. Thousand Autumns, Queen Knee, the novel, volume three. Suguri Project, volume three. Twilight Out of Focus, volume three, Overlap. Yakuza Fiance, Reiz Wa Tanin Ga Lil, volume five. And then... The day after that, we've got My Wandering Warrior uh, Eating Disorder, which is the newest uh, Nabi book. So if you've not read uh, Kabaddi Nabi yet, definitely worth checking out. Then for this week, we had Bite Maker, The King's Omega, Volume 9. Candy and Cigarettes, Volume 6. Crossplay Love, Otaku Punk, Volume 6. His Majesty the Demon King's Housekeeper, Volume 5. Into the Tentacle Cave, Volume 1. My Cat is Such a Weirdo, Volume 1. Reincarnated into a Dragon Hatchling, the Light Novel, Volume 5. Sheeply Horned Witch Rumi, Volume 2. Superheroes, Volume 12. The Ancient Magus Bride, Wizards Blue, Volume 7. The Great Snake's Bride, Volume 2. And then last and certainly not least, for this week we had Yokai Cats, Volume 6. Now, note I am recording this on Tuesday, not uh, Wednesday, because Halloween, I know that tomorrow I'm working the night shift, so I wanted to just do it, get out of the way today, because not a lot of kids are trick-or-treating today for some reason, but I want to get it done. Well, we'll see how it all goes, but anyway, I digress. So that's what came out this week. So what were my top five this week? Let's show you what was the best, in my opinion, of show for this the last two weeks. Well, we had Aphorita from Commonplace to World's Strongest Light Novel, Volume 13, because it's the last one in the series. Then we had the FMA 20th anniversary book because it is 20 years of FMA and FMA still holds up as one of the best anime manga properties out there. It's a great series with a great story. My Cat is Such a Weirdo Volume 1 deals with the weirdness of cats and if you like cats you're going to love this. My Wandering Warrior Eating Disorder is actually a follow-up of the last one so it's following what happened ever since uh, she lost her pancreas and it's one of those stories where you can't believe this really happened and it gets more insane as it goes because she always opens up the book with my family said they disowned me if i wrote another book so i did so she just keep venting all of the family secrets but she's making money off it so good for her anyway last but not least we have nina the starry bride volume one so those were the releases for this week if you had a different choice on what you liked for the last two weeks or if you disagree with these ones I picked or if they're ones that you're excited to talk about, email me at or tweet me at Spirekin. You can also message me at any of the usual places, X, Blueski, or somewhere else as well. Anyway, I digress. So with that in mind, uh, beforehand, let's get to it. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for checking out this podcast. Every email I get, every comment I get, Every new subscriber gives me more motivation to keep doing this podcast that I've been doing since 2008. I love doing it. I love talking about manga. And I'm keep giving recommendations to so an old man who has to read manga with thick glasses and maybe even in Braille. We'll see what happens. Hopefully my eyesight doesn't go and my ears don't go, but we'll see. So remember to like, share, and subscribe. As usual, I'm your host, Zan. And beforehand, let's actually get to the part that you have all been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We are talking about that one, that only, the... Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitutes. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on. And what I've done is I've assigned a manga title to each of the 10 slots. So we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga, whatever number it lands on. 
That's the manga I'm reviewing the next episode of the Spire Manga Review, episode 534. I'm excited to see what we're going to review this week. More importantly than that, um, we're going to see how it all goes. But I know this has been kind of a bad, blabby episode. I apologize. I'll get back to normal as usual once I'm all set. Also, um, one last thing before I spin the wheel of manga. Something i got to say. I'm applying to a couple of new conventions. We're going to see how they go. And while I will not be at Anime Next next month, or sorry, Anime NYC next month, I hope everyone who goes there has a blast. And I've got some plans for some new con stuff for next year. We'll see how it all goes. But I digress. So let us spin and see what we review the next episode, shall we? Number four. My stepmother and stepsister are not wicked. This one should be kind of cool. It's a unique story on a retelling of the Cinderella story. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode. As usual, I am your host, Zan. I am gone. We'll catch you guys next time. And keep reading on. See you later.